box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, box cutters. Welcome to Box Cutters episode five. My name is Josh Canal, and with me here in the studio, as always, the wonderful Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And Brett Cropley. Evening, viewers. Nice. Hey, what happened to uh, Hi Everybody, Ross? Oh, no, I've been doing a different Simpsons one oh, each week. Oh, oh hey, just hey, 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 hey. It's hey, Krusty the Clown. Yes, got it. But there aren't that many Simpsons ones to do, so I'm already onto repeats what, after yeah, five what, episodes. What are we going to have next week? Nah. <laughs> 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 I was thinking of Heidi Ho, but then I'm swapping shows. Yeah, so. which, you know, I'm, I'm happy with. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. along those lines, mm-hmm. I've got a closer for the show. Really? Ooh. Yeah. So stay tuned for that one. Wow. I've had the closer since we started. And always 10 minutes after we've finished, I've said, <laughs> damn, I didn't use it again. Right, well, you know, I'm laying claim to it now. <laughs> okay. Yay. Uh, if you haven't tuned into Box Cutters before, mm-hmm. we talk about television. Mm. That's basically it. Mm. We're based in Australia. Bit of radio. Australian television. Sometimes, sometimes we do <laughs> sneak into radio, but that's really more gripey. <laughs> than uh, than actual discussion, isn't it, Brett? It's it's advisory. <laughs> advisory. These stations Don't... should should tune into box cutters, and they'll know they'll be able to you know make a decent radio station. Yeah. Don't listen to shit radio. That's what we're saying. No. And stop making it. And stop making. Hey, I was listening to a podcast uh, earlier this week where they uh, they beeped out the word shit, what? and I found out it's because it's hosted on AOL. And AOL won't allow it's the that family word. channel. Mm. Yeah, which I just go well. You know, that's free media for you. So yeah. anyway, let's well, see. Well, if you shit disagree with that, want. send us an email at uh, shit at boxcutters.net. We have the new domain name, boxcutters.net. Oh yes, and uh, and uh, we've all been on that site. We've all had a play. Mm-hmm. We've all looked around. Mm-hmm. We've it's all added good. stuff. Looking good. It's it's a great one. I love having boxcutters.net. I love it. Yeah, and good one. And let the, the I haven't last had one... any sleep, let alone watch any TV over the week because I've been playing with it so much. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and the domain room <laughs> new server. <laughs> well, I got a I, I got a text from Ross at uh, about half past eleven on Friday night, mm-hmm. just saying I can't log into the site. How do I do it? And so. I'm giving him instructions via SMS, uh-huh. and uh, and through that realised that. Give him a call. Are oh, you on dial up? Yes. Yeah. So no, mm. couldn't give him a call, and uh, and and realised uh, during that process that there were still lots of things that I hadn't set up for the uh, for the transfer of the site. So it helped quite a lot. Now mm. it's very smooth. Mm. And once I was able to log up, I'll log on. It was well worth it. And it just shows how much you use technology. It does. Ross, when you say log up. <laughs> so uh, on Box Cutters today, of course, <laughs> we'll, um, we, we've got some news. We've got some Ray Watch, some I Don't Buy It. Ross, you're going to talk a bit about television columns. Yes, news, in, newspaper in newspapers. Uh, we've got reviews of Kill Reality and The Apprentice and also The B-Team. Uh, we'll go back to our published letters and maybe... Maybe we'll have an easier quiz <laughs> this week. Uh, we'll talk about the quiz later on in the show. That's box cutters for this week. Box cutters. In the news this week. Oops. <laughs> in the news this week, uh, singer Joan Baez has uh, has 
caused a problem with Martin Scorsese's Bob Dylan documentary series. Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese has made a documentary series about the life and music of Bob Dylan. Called uh, Don't Walk Back, Don't Walk uh, Back, Don't... It's No Direction Home. There you go. That, that's what it's called. Yep. And uh, Joan Baez, 64 years old, mm-hmm. interviewed on the Martin Scorsese documentary, says the F word. Now, this was filmed for PBS, and they were like, well, which, we, we can't have that on TV. Which is your public broadcast service in the States? Yes, that's right. TV, community TV, basically. Community TV. Yep. Uh, although it's, it's kind Subscriber-driven of... Subscriber-driven TV. It's community-owned, uh, but it's not community-made. They actually have some excellent, excellent stuff come out of PBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lot of those uh, Ken, what's-his-name documentaries. Ken Burns. Thank you. Yes, I got the full... Uh, ten disc DVD set of the jazz series. It's the jazz awesome. series. And, and, the New York series. Which and was what great. they actually showed here on the ABC was was half of of the full version. Oh, really? And then the ABC had the gumption to to sell their version on DVD on two DVDs. <laughs> it's a ten disc box set. They Dallas. did the same with the um, baseball Ken Burns baseball documentary. They, really? They skipped every second decade for some reason. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, you know, that's because. The 50s were a crap decade for, for baseball, as were the 70s, <laughs> as were the 30s, as were the 90s. Crazy. So, Martin Scorsese has made this documentary. Mm-hmm. Joan Baez has said fuck during her interview. Yeah. And, uh, and PBS have gone, we don't know what to do. So, they have given... Don't they all beep of, it? Well, no. They've given all of their affiliates an edited version and an unedited version. Hmm. And let the affiliates make the call. Because PBS is a is a network rather than uh, a, a national channel, mm. and uh, they just send all the shows out to to their affiliates. So the red states will be playing the censored version, and the blue states will be playing the uncensored version. Well, yes, uh, New York's uh, PBS affiliate has already said that they'll be playing the uncensored version. Yep. SBS have just bought the rights to show that documentary here. Not the censored version. I'm guessing not. Hope not. You know. I, I've never heard that Jeez. word beeped out on on SBS. No, and I don't in any it. language. Well, except on South Park. But that's that's, that's beeped the within the, the show. Yes, yeah. that's beeped within the show. And you know that there's hardcore Bob Dylan fans out there who are going to get both versions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, Hello to Brian Wise if you're listening. <laughs> Um, in Simpsons news, I should have actually, I meant to mention this last week, but uh, it's uh, slipped my mind. Uh, Ricky Gervais of The Office fame. Has Is it Rick, Ricky Gervais or I, Gervais. I always thought it was Gervais? Or Gervais? I think it's Gervais. David Brent from The Office has, yes. um, <laughs> has actually uh, written a Simpsons um, entitled Homer Simpson, This Is Your Wife. Uh, I think it's, he's written it and it's due to premiere next year. And uh, it features a uh, David Brent-like character uh, cracking onto Marge Simpson. Um, so that should be interesting. Um, and he's well, ca- maybe it will be funny. Yes, maybe it will be funny. Ooh, <laughs> um, yeah, he's come out and said, you know, it was his ambition in life to get one joke on The Simpsons. Uh, so getting to write a whole episode uh, is a dream come true. And it's saying it far outweighs all the awards he's won for The Office. Um, when you consider well, that's the UK office. Yes, the UK. Not, not the US remake of The Office, but he has but he won Emmys. Yes, he's won Emmys. He's won Golden Globes. With the US office. Yes, no, with the with the y- the original UK office. office, he's won US Emmys. 
Yes. That's because, unusual? Yes. 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 I think it's the, you know one of the only British shows to ever get nominated for an Emmy. I'm surprised the Americans could get it. Well, the, and, and doesn't that really call into question the reason to make a US version? Uh, the UK version only aired on the BBC cable channel in okay. America. So that's where that difference comes in. The American version aired on a free-to-air channel. And they have made a second series mm. of, oh, that, of that US version, which surprised everyone in the world. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I know David Letterman is often singing its praises and uh, thinks of it as one of the funniest shows ever made for television. The UK one. The UK one, not the US one. Um, but, um, yeah, I just his new show, Extras has already screened, this is uh, Ricky Gervais' new show, Extras, has already screened to um, what can only be described as very mixed reviews in the UK. Really? I've heard no mixing of reviews. I've just heard oh, people pan it, really? pan it, pan it. Well, I was going to ask you, Josh, when do you think we're likely to see this in Australia? Are we, in fact, likely to see this in Australia? Uh, we're likely to see it when there are at least uh, 12 episodes for the ABC to buy. Right, okay. Will the ABC bite? Because it is a co-production with HBO, which is a little different from uh, just being a straight BBC. I was reading about I'll this yesterday. <clears throat> as far as uh, HBO productions coming over here, uh, they go into either Channel 9, the ABC, or to Showtime. Uh, and what was, what, what was the last HBO thing on the ABC? Uh, Channel 9. Was, uh, was, was the, the AIDS one... The, the AIDS miniseries. Oh, no, I don't um, think it was. Dancing with Angels. That's not what Yeah, I'm... or something with Angels. Carnivale. Carnivale, oh, yeah. uh, Channel yeah. 9 yeah. passed on, and so the ABC picked it up. Oh, okay. Right. Well, yeah, it's unlikely to go to Showtime if it's only half an hour. So <laughs> let's look at uh, Channel 9 at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But I'll, I'll find out about that okay. this week. Okay, because were, ABC were notoriously slow in showing The Office originally, and it was only until they were almost embarrassed into it by its success, um, both overseas and on Foxtel, that they eventually picked it up to show it here. So And also on DVD sales. And DVD sales, yeah. But again, ABC have a policy, and I don't know if this still exists, but for a long time they've had a policy of not buying things until there were at least 12 episodes to show in a row, which is why... See, it, it doesn't... I don't think that's necessarily the policy now, mm. but mm. it definitely used to be the policy. I was going to bring up Drop the Dead Donkey, but that was actually... That uh, was SBS. SBS. And that, mm. was, that was very current because it was dealing with very current issues. It was being played on SBS uh, within the week that yeah, it was coming that, out in the that UK. Was great. That but was I, I believe that that's, uh, that's a reason that uh, Nathan Barley won't be seen. Because there never were 12 episodes. Because there never were 12 episodes. Maybe some of or or something. So it obviously doesn't apply to production with uh, We Can Be Heroes, which I think was six or eight, I believe. Yes, it it doesn't apply to to Australian production. Australian production. And also it doesn't apply to the Kumars at number whatever. Speaking of which, I read today that, is it Mark Lilly? Yes. Uh, Chris 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 Lilly. Lilly. Um, Is working on a a new series uh, around the character of Mr. G. Mm. Who was a, a school teacher? Uh, yes, drama teacher. Yeah, Excellent. With, with, uh, with ideas beyond his station. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Channel 9 uh, this week have a new show going to air called 20 to 1, hosted by Charles Bud Tingwell. <laughs> 20 to 1. 20 to 1. It's a betting game? It's right? a show? <laughs> it's betting a countdown game. show. But not, Music. not a do 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 countdown <laughs> show. It's uh, 
it's a show counting down uh, the greatest Aussie songs, classic commercials, moments that stopped Australia. Much like the 50 shows in 50 years. Yes. Uh, which I watched over the, over the week, um, which it, it didn't make too much of it, but uh, it was actually a countdown from, from number 50 down to one over the two, two and a half hours. And number one was in Melbourne tonight? Yes. Mm, right. Yep. Yeah. I uh, I predict this is going to be an absolute rating bonanza for Channel Nine. People love it. This countdown. whole year with uh, the fifty fiftieth anniversary. Oh no no! I just I just meant the twenty to one show. I just think people love a countdown and getting it from you know a, a you know getting it into a weekly countdown. I think people will be watching every week to try and see if their dummy spit their favourite dummy spit's the same one that gets named as the number one dummy spit. Yeah, p- people do love that. And Charles Tingle, I think, is an interesting host. Mm. For, for that show Yeah uh, definitely But, but he's going through uh, Australian history Not just television history for, uh, As I understand it I mean Moments that stopped Australia And great Aussie songs So uh, As the oldest person On Australian television Maybe he gets that role oh, Yeah Well on the, the 13th of October Which is uh, A week away isn't it um, 20 it's to 1 Most embarrassing moments yeah, which is uh, the most embarrassing moments on and off screen. Oh, interesting. But captured by film. Okay. I think uh, Channel 9 are pulling out the big guns because they're still worried about the Crossing Jordan, Las Vegas continued uh, cross-promotion episodes. And, you know, aren't we loving that? <laughs> I don't know how many they made. I thought this week was the only week, but it's on again next week. So, mm. it, If I had my way, every week... Every week would be a Crossing Jordan, Las Vegas. Because that cancels out two shows <laughs> that I don't have to watch. That, that just works out really nicely. Um, Brett? Uh, just a... Uh, there's, I believe it's Channel 9. Channel 9 are, are still having problems with their late afternoon slots in the lead-up to the news. Uh, what I've heard is that they're going to bring to air a perfect match type game show. Oh, fantastic! Um, and in fact, uh, there's there's been. Are, are they bringing back studs? <laughs> and <clears throat> what about Dexter? Will Dexter make an appearance? No, I think Dexter's uh, been well superseded <laughs> for a number of years. Um, but uh, I actually came across an, a note. Uh, Wasn't online. Dexter superseded by the Apple IIe? Yes. Yes. Hey guys, if you want, if you or someone you know wants to find that lucky guy or gal. Send an email with details to contestant at wtfn.com.au to be in a perfect match style show that will be done out of Melbourne. WTFN. Yeah. That's standing for something what the in fuck my network? mind. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, what the fuck now? Oh, that sounds great. Well, speaking Channel 9, um, I don't know if you guys have seen their new um, 50 Years promotion, uh, the new promo that they've got. I didn't. Yep. yep, which um, featuring a lot of their shows, but um, very interesting. I think what shows they've left out and what shows they're uh, they're not showing. I didn't see any of Bob Morrison in there. Oh. I, I didn't see any of Chances in there. I didn't. And Chances ran for a long time. It they did. should be really proud of Chances. It did. I didn't see any of Sophie Lee, and she was their kind of flagship for a while when she was hosting Bugs Bunny, and then later the Sex Show. Yeah, I haven't seen any of uh, Australia's funniest adult videos. No, no. <laughs> All 15 minutes of what went to air. I, I love that story. For, the, for those who, who don't know, uh, Australia's Funniest uh, Adult Home Videos. videos. Doug, uh, hosted by Doug Mulroy. Yes. Yep. 
went to air one night within the adult time slot of 9.30. This was back in uh, 92, 93? Yeah, I'd say 92. Yeah. And uh, was so... Out- it, it basically, it was just like donkeys having sex. Yep. <laughs> that was essentially the the whole show. Yep, and the and story goes... That uh, it went to air, Kerry Packer saw it, because Kerry Packer owns Channel 9 and has Channel 9 on his television the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, called up the network and said, get that fucking thing off my network. Yep. <laughs> and it was gone. It was just pulled straight away. I've Commercial never... break to another show. And never came back. Yep. yep. And just, just straight into the credits of Cheers. Yes. And that... <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to stress that whether or not that is actually true... It's one of the best stories about Australian television. <laughs> it was definitely pulled in the middle of... It, it was, it was. It was definitely pulled in the mm. middle of the show. Yep. But whether or not what happened on the phone was true, I have no idea. Uh, John Saffron yes. has a new show coming up. It's a chat show. SBS? On SBS with Father Bob Maguire. Ah, this, which has been doing on yeah, Triple Day, basically. from his radio show. Yeah. In fact, there's a podcast that you can go and download each week. There is. We might put a link up to that because that's one of my okay. favourite podcasts yep. to, to listen to during the week. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, John and Father Bob Maguire, a chat show about religion, not, unfortunately, called Gabin About God, <laughs> but called Speaking in Tongues, uh, and it will air early next month, which then, uh, should be November. Do you know if that's a Ghost Films production again with uh, Richard, um, what's his face? I have no information on that at all. <clears throat> Richard, who? Yeah. Moffat, Feidler, no, Watson. No. <laughs> um, uh, he directed that. The third. That Michael Hutchins thing. Doctor's Face. Ah. Space. Uh, Lowenstein? Lowenstein. Lowenstein. Yes. Mm. I was going to say Wilson Croft, but no. That's <laughs> a completely different person. No. That would let's be never bad, mention, bad Let's thing. never mention him again. Let's never, ever, ever mention him again. Um, there's a scandal brewing at Channel 10. Well, I think it's a scandal. Uh, on the uh, Up Late Game Show, as we all know, hosted by Hot Dogs. <laughs> I had a bit of a look at that over the Did week. You? Did you? <laughs> Again. He's, I haven't he's, seen it yet. He's not Come on, yourself. guys. one nine hundred triple two triple o. Give me a call now. Yeah. I'm here waiting with the phone. <laughs> Tell me how many rectangles are in this <laughs> Well, he's not calling Come himself... Come on, guys. He's not calling himself Hot Dogs anymore. What? No. Uh, evidently, he he's... Tuesday night. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I, this is from last night's show. Every time he came back from the ad, he came, Oh, g'day, guys. I'm Simon Daring. Who? Yes, exactly. Is he pretending to be someone else now because <laughs> hot dogs is so unpopular? I don't know, but it's just causing confusion amongst the listeners because they're ringing up. <laughs> oh, g'day, hot dogs, mate. How you doing? <laughs> he, just, he just stands there saying nothing. <laughs> what, what, is this guy talking to somebody else? <laughs> it, is, it is brilliant television. <laughs> and the amount of people who ring up, you know, there's like a, two words missing. You know, I've got a blank in my blank. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Trevor. Left or right? Left or right, mate? Which one do you want? Oh, right. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Come on, guys. one nine hundred triple two triple a. It's a two-stage process. But I, I, I was kind of hypnotised by it the other night, I've, and, and I kind of just... Realised his nose. He's got so much. He's got so much nasal prof, nostril profile yeah. from the front. Like yeah. he's looking dead on the camera, but you're seeing straight up the nostrils. He's got a real nose problem. 
How is it from a house of what thirteen bogans? He's the one who gets a TV show. Oh god! I uh, I spoke to Channel Seven this week because The Amazing Race uh, season eight has gone to air in the United States. That's not the mole, is it? <laughs> no, no, that's not the mole. The mole is the amazing game. The mole. Brett. Is this the family series? This is the family series oh, that's gone to air in, in the States. Mm-hmm. And they've had two episodes thus far, one last week, one earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And I called Channel 7 up to go, well, you know, Channel 9 are doing Survivor and The Apprentice. What's happening with The Amazing Race? And they said, well, we don't have it yet. So they, they don't actually have the series as yet. Have they bought it? Uh it sounded like they had. I would assume they would have because it's a, it's a rating Given, bonanza yeah. for them. Mm. But they don't have the tapes. And that's... What about hot off the satellite? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Clearly, Tell them I can do it. Yeah, but $200 million is going into a court suit. They can't afford the satellite. <laughs> <laughs> they can't afford the broadband internet connection. I don't know what's happened. They, they said, we don't have it at the station and uh, it's not going to air. And um, essentially, it's not going to air until next February because if they started it now, it would run into non-rating season and they can't afford that because what's the use of having a high-rating show in non-rating season? I don't think they can afford to play it in February when the whole world knows the the outcome. How is that going to rate? Does the whole world know the outcome? I mean, yeah, sure, we we all have the internet, but how many of us actually... Going. You know, stuff like that gets reported in the papers. Well, that's true. That's true. Listen, I, they're taking a huge risk. I didn't get a chance to speak to the programming Massive manager risk. himself uh, because he was in meetings all day. But this is the this is the information that I have. So not until next February, which is a really, really, really long wait for Amazing Race friends. It is. It is. They're usually a little bit behind though, because Channel Nine usually, um, not Channel Nine, the Green Guard usually manages to. Uh, uh, accidentally put a couple of spoilers in their um, in their preview section, or uh, I remember for I think it was two series ago they actually printed up photos and they'd left off where um, they'd stamped eliminated on the uh, on the oh. pictures mm-hmm. before they'd actually been eliminated uh, in the Australian uh, where we were up to in the schedule. But Channel Seven were getting a lot better with that, and now we find uh, they'll just leave it behind. And the, the thing is, if they had started it the night after it started in the US, like Channel 9 did with Survivor, yep. it would finish bang on the end of the rating season. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're making, what, two or three of these amazing races a year. At I least mean, two, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like, you know, the next one will So they're going to be behind in February, and then the next exactly. one's going to be behind again. Yes. Mm. So uh, if anyone wants to Cutting watch, watch it, they can come over to my house. <laughs> uh, so, th- yeah, I was just really disappointed with that. Yeah, Sorry. very disappointed. Uh, something that uh, you might have caught if you happen to get down to the Melbourne International Film Festival, which was over uh, August, September. Um, a very popular session that was uh, completely sold out uh, all three times that it screened. Spike Milligan, I Told You I Was Ill. Is, is this week. Going to air on the ABC, 9.30 till 10.30 on Monday night. That's exciting. So it's in the old uh, Enough Rope. Yep. Time slot? Yep, because uh, I guess because Denton gets uh, seven months holiday a year. Yeah, well, you know. Yep. Sure. If I reached his position and I didn't get seven months holiday a year, I'd be very disappointed with myself. 
very disappointed. I guess that they wouldn't. They, you know, it's the ABC. They can't be paying him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an independent production with the ABC, mm-hmm. but who knows what's going on there? Mm-hmm. Who knows? News out of Mumbai, Mumbai. this week. Uh, Earth TV has announced that it's reached a content and programming agreement with SBS. Where's Mumbai? It used to be called Bombay. Okay, yes. It's in India. Sorry, I was thinking Africa, Pacific it's, Islands. It's, it's a subcontinent. <laughs> I was thinking of a country name. <laughs> right. No, it's yeah. uh, out of Mumbai, India. Mm. Sorry, I should have put the comma and place name in there. Uh, Earth TV uh, has reached a, a content and programming agreement with SBS. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll be providing a whole lot of uh, information on SBS's digital channel which is called... Which is the, just about to be renamed the Bollywood Channel. No, it's the World News Channel. Ah. <laughs> well, they've, they've only been showing world news on it, all their, uh, all their new, world news feeds that usually happen in the morning on SBS. Yep, like the, showing the Deutsche News. And Deutsche News and, and the French News and all the other newses, Korean News. I think they've gotten rid of the Korean News, the North Korean News. Oh, the North Korean News? I think. How are the North Koreans getting the North Korean News out? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so they've got they've gotten rid of some news. And who but are they, they broadcasting to? None of the North Koreans are allowed <laughs> out of the countries. So. <laughs> I don't know how that. Maybe it was Vietnamese news. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, the idea is that uh, World Weather and the World Live, uh, which is a twenty four seven programming schedule, mm-hmm. will air on SBS World News Channel, which is like ABC two, which is kind of like ABC two, but a lot more newsy, yes, uh, but also has a lot more regular content. Although ABC Two is uh, is picking up its socks mm-hmm. in that respect. Mm-hmm. And last week we forgot to mention the death of a very important television figure. Missed it by that much. And a nice one. Sorry about that, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> this week we will not forget to uh, say here's to absent friends, Ronnie Barker. And not Ronnie Corbett, as was reported by uh, one news service earlier in the week. <laughs> Which one? You know what? I can't remember. And if I would say that it just would be unfair. But it was a television news service said Ronnie Corbett had died. So it couldn't have been Channel 10 because they don't have a news service. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Barker, uh, who was great in Porridge, obviously in the two Ronnies as well. But I think... That's the big tubby one. It's not yes. The, not the not, very short. He was the talented one. Was he? Yes. I always preferred Corbett. Really? You're In the two fool. Ronnies, yeah. You're a fool. Apparently, uh, Ronnie Barker wrote 75% of the material but sent it in under a pseudonym oh. uh, because he wanted it to get, uh, he wanted it to get judged on, uh, on its merit rather uh-huh. than getting into the show on his own name. Well, apparently Shakespeare didn't write any of his material. Oh, that's true. <laughs> now, Ham, we'll get, we'll get onto that in a second because I have theories about that. Uh, open All Hours, I thought, was where Ronnie Barker really came into uh, his, his best. Name. Yep. Uh, just a great performance there. So we'll miss him, although you know he hasn't done anything for a long time. We'll still miss him. Well, not that we've seen. Uh, you know, all these, all these old comics are still pottering around in the UK. We just don't get it out here. Yeah, well, yep. fair enough. Now, on to Shakespeare, mm. as I gasp into the microphone. <laughs> I read that article that in The Age. That was a great article. Mm. And I say, where's, where is it allowing for an element of fiction in Shakespeare's work? They're saying, well, Shakespeare didn't write all of his, his own stuff because this other guy lived this life that 
is very similar to a lot of work that Shakespeare has produced. Mm. But isn't the whole idea of fiction that it's fiction? No, no, but, but it was pointing out that these works had, had very specific knowledge about, about the places that it was written about, but Shakespeare didn't actually go there. Well, maybe he was just good friends with that guy who said, oh, you should check out Venice. It's got canals. Um, also, the fact that, that Shakespeare didn't actually speak the languages that uh, he was writing in, or some of them. He didn't speak French, for example. There were French passages through there. Did you go to page two? No, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't, as I was walking back from the milk bar. It we- went through all the evidence. It, it was It's pretty compelling. So what, are we going to republish all of these books? Dunno. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think of his uh There's no copyright on them. Sir something Neville. See? Yeah, I can't remember. Sir Henry that. Neville? I'm not reading any was, plays by some guy named Neville. A politician and uh and apparently the Falstaff character that was in a, a number of plays was based on him. Can you tell me, is there uh is there any reason given for why the error may have happened that over all of these years we thought Shakespeare produced all of this work? In the story, it said that uh, this guy was a politician and the stuff that he was writing about uh, was... Um, what's that, that term? It was, it was treasonous, Too basically. controversial for the right. time. Um, so, so it couldn't come out under his name. So he gave it and to Shakespeare to produce he, he actually He actually uh, yep. installed Shakespeare as a figurehead. Right. As his front man. Mm. Right. See, all of that, very interesting. Clearly, mm. reading to the end of an article, very important. <laughs> and it was written, it, it hasn't just come out of nowhere. These are two Shakespeare scholars who've written the article who work at the uh, Globe uh, in London, I believe. And uh, it's uh, all come out of a book that's going to be launched at the Globe uh, in the next in the upcoming weeks. Called, I believe, Shakespeare, What Is He Good For? <laughs> well, absolutely nothing. Say it again. And this comes in the, in the same week that, uh, that uh, politicians have said, we read too much Shakespeare in school. Well, now they can replace it with Neville. Mm. And that is the news. Now, Brett, did you look at the running order at all? I did. I didn't read it. I right. looked at it. <laughs> you looked at it. I did look at it. And have you seen what this segment's called? <laughs> Maybe we should get another p- button pusher. Look, look, we'll fix that up in, in the edit. We'll do it in post. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. I'm Naomi Robson. First, foul language. Is it acceptable or should people's mouths be washed out with soap and water for swearing? To fucking drop it in at the last minute, it should be able, you should be able to read every yeah. fucking word, every comma. It yeah. should be very specific. Yeah. Pass because me the soap, Josh. if you've seen it before, you've got a chance in our mind to go, oh, look, they're fucked oh, exactly, up this, they're fucked yeah. up that. But if you've never seen it before, it makes no sense. Yeah, no, exactly. But it's just, I think they have just a contempt. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, fuck yeah. you, you know, like bad luck. You'll just have to, you know, yeah, walk the mic and come out looking okay. Yeah. If you don't, not our fault. Yeah, exactly. You're the fuckwit who wasn't able to, you know, sort of work it out as you're going yeah, along. Yeah, exactly. Well, fucking, you sit up here and you read the bloody order. Yeah. Soap and water doesn't actually get rid of that problem. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, when I was in uh, primary school, uh, one of my classmates swore and the teacher actually did make him wash his mouth out with soap and water. Yeah, I, I had... thought that was one of the most disgusting things I ever saw until recess when, uh, when another kid ate ants. So. <laughs> 
Ray Watts with Brett Cropley. Ray Watts. Well, I thought I thought uh, having had four episodes where uh, it was concentrating on the not so positive, in fact, maybe the negative, that uh, I would actually look accentuate at, the positive. Accentuate the positive. Look at a program that that knows how to do current affairs properly, and uh, perhaps Naomi and Ray should have a look at these. Actually. No, what am I saying? It's not down to Naomi and Ray. It's, it's about what the freaking stupid Australian populace will swallow. Um, well, they've got to watch something while they're making dinner, Brett. Well, in fact, it's it's what uh, it's it's what the Australian population as a whole should actually be watching because current affairs should be about newsy stuff that makes you think. Can I guess what you're going to talk about? And that's the problem. <laughs> Are you going to talk have about you? the? No, I haven't looked at your notes. I have not looked at your notes. <laughs> Are you going to talk about the Jim Lehrer News Hour? No. Oh. No, it's a local production. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to raise the bar too high. Four Corners. No. Still raising no. it too high. Uh, they're they're different. Four Corners is different to what I'm going to talk about because Four Corners has has uh, dedicated journalists that go and and work on a story over and over, over a month. Yes. And then present it all as one. Right. So you know, my guessing's up. Insiders oh. is on the ABC, 9 o'clock on uh, Sunday mornings. Not the uh, best time of the week to put on something if you're young and outwardly going and uh, not getting a lot of sleep on the Saturday night. So I actually tape it and I recommend everybody does that. And, but even if, if they're watching it live and watch it again. Even if, what if you were like me, Brett, and a dedicated Sunday watcher? Watch Sunday and tape Insiders. Oh, see, I'd never... And it's too early. Well, it's not too early for me to wake up and watch television. It is too early for me to start fumbling around with tapes. Get a second VCR right. and program it. Okay. <laughs> so, what makes Insiders so good? Insiders is uh, it's and all I've got here is is actually the printout from the website. <laughs> so it's not like I'm reading off notes. Um, it's presented each week by uh, a veteran Australian journalist called Barry Cassidy. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he's done in the past. Uh, he's, he's just been a, a general ABC just a, reporter. And, uh, and a, a print journal as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, he's he's the, the anchor that uh, takes us from talking to Paul Kelly, who's the political writer for The Australian each week, um, who gives a bit of, rough, of a rundown on what's happened uh, in Australian politics over the week. He's a little bit right. Um, he's a little bit, a little bit of a, a Johnny Howard yes man, mm-hmm. um, but but he, he knows what he's talking about. I mean, it's not Tony Abbott. It's not Tony Abbott. No. To- <laughs> but Tony Abbott's no stranger to insiders. Mm. Uh, you might remember the the uh, big story that broke about a month ago when uh, it, it came out that Tony Abbott had made these jokes about John Brogdon. Mm. Um, try, attempting to kill himself at these these Liberal Party kind of convention things. Yes. Um, talking about a, a certain health proposal and saying that uh, it would be as dead as, as John Brogdon's career if they, they happened to take <laughs> that up. So it was insiders that broke that and uh, it was it was exquisite TV watching Barry Cassidy having this information. Tony Abbott on the satellite... And Barry kind of because there were there were like three different instances where he where Tony Abbott had been inappropriate, and with each reveal, the just the the 
the amount of squirming going up and up and up <laughs> and trying to talk his way out of it. And, you know, just, just repeating as, as a mantra in that interview, uh, well, I've never, I've never claimed to be the most sensitive guy in the world. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, so is Inside is the, the show that breaks the stories now? Well, sometimes, sometimes uh, regular, regular political guests, uh, usually by satellites, uh, Amanda Vanstone, uh, 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 Foreign Minister Downer. Alexander Downer. Big grown-up Cabbage Patch Swan, kid. Swan's on there quite a bit too. Swan's on there. Uh, Pedic Costello, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Lindsay Tanner was mm. on a couple of weeks ago. Um, so it's, it's all federal. And it is, it is um, strictly politics-based, uh, not so much just, uh, just general current affairs. Yep, yep. Um, so, so you have, you have Paul Kelly, you have your, your guest of the week and then it goes to the panel and the panels on, in armchairs and, and kind of discuss the different issues and, uh, making up the panel, they, they have three members each week made up of a selection from Piers Ackerman, who you might remember as the, uh, editor of the Herald Sun. Yes. Uh, who's now, uh, columnist for the Daily Telegraph and the Sunday Telegraph. That's up in Sydney. Yep. Um, Andrew Bolt, you might have heard of. Yes, he's a very opinionated man who writes a column for the Herald Sun. Annabelle Crabb. Who mm-hmm. is a, an excellent journalist. Age writer for The Age. Malcolm oh. Farr, who's, uh, I think he's uh, chief political reporter for the Daily Telegraph. Jared Henderson, who from is the uh, right-wing think tank, which I can't think of the name of. The, the RAND organisation. Uh, <laughs> Business Australia or something. Uh, but he's al- he's also the a, Sydney Institute, the Sydney go. Institute, and he's also a, a regular columnist. Whenever yep. the Age wants a, a right wing opinion, mm-hmm. uh, Greg Highwood, Walkley Award winner uh, from the Age, Karen Middleton, who's a TV journalist, I thought. Yes, yeah, an, an ABC journalist, I think. Uh, yes, Matt Price uh, from the Australian, Misha Schubert, another Age writer who. Is she the one who's gone over to the UK now? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think she's here at the moment. No, Annabelle Crabb left. Annabelle Crabb, yes. And, and she came, came back to launch her, her, her uh, book, Latham on. book. Yep. yep. But no, yep. I'm pretty sure Misha's still covering it. Yep, yep. Misha's down. Mike Seckham uh, from the SMH Canberra Bureau. Brian Tui, uh, AFR, and Virginia Trioli. Although now that she's gone up to Sydney, I haven't seen her since uh, she moved up there for the ABC up there. And um, David Ma as well, ex-Media Watch... Actually, that's interesting. And yes, the because David Ma- and the tastiest little bits on on the couch is when they have David Ma at one end and Andrew Bolt on the yeah. other. <laughs> if you uh, saw David Ma uh, hosting Media Watch, then you'll know how much David actually <laughs> loves Andrew Bolt. Now, I was thinking about this during the week uh, because I, I saw a little bit more of uh, of both current affairs shows, mm-hmm. and one was all about house prices and and where you can find the cheapest houses, where you wouldn't think you could find the cheapest houses. Footscray? And, oh, just all over. Actually, it's not Footscray anymore. Carolyn Springs. <laughs> and, uh, and also, uh, you know, one about some girl who her parents died and people were just giving them money for no good reason. And, uh, you know, th- these sorts of stories... Oh, was she a bludger ripping off the system? No, no, she wasn't. Her parents had died horribly and everyone had gotten together to give her money. 
and that was that's not ripping news. off that's not ripping off the system that's just As people people picking them up so picking yeah. themselves up by their bootstraps and and, uh, uh, and also you know how wonderful the community is mm. and i was looking at that and just going well really that's shit house why don't a current affair and today tonight have any political content at all they have no news content whatsoever what you're talking about here are two very, very, very different shows. And you have to remember, The Insiders is on at a time when only people particularly interested in it will either tape it or wake up especially for it. Mm-hmm. There must be a reason that A Current Affair and Today Tonight don't touch that stuff. I mean, when John Howard because is on A Current Affair... Because don't think. Mm. Well, when, when John Howard's on A Current Affair, their ratings actually drop. Rather than people going... <laughs> rather than the latest diet tips. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, where is the problem? Is the problem with networks? Is the problem with people? Is the problem with our politicians being too boring? Where is the problem? The problem is the people have been trained by by your mainstream media to not think and not want to think and just and and just accept the spood feeding from Ray or from Naomi and just you know yeah, but, the 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 but uh, typical that, typical Australian in their lounge room just nodding along going yes ray yes ray especially around dinner time but on that train of thought wouldn't they also t- you know if they were spoon fed you know a whole spoon of sugar and then kind of a quarter teaspoon of uh, of politics wouldn't they start getting more politics in their diet but clearly, that's not. But that's what not happens. what the media organs want. They don't. They don't want these people to, to pay any attention to what the government's doing. See, so now you're now you're going both ways. You're saying it's the media's fault, and it's the people's fault. Well, there the, must there must be a way. It's around the media this that problem. train the people, and and by not having the politics, that's that it just further cements that 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 people aren't interested in the politics. So they just see. I don't know because when Today Tonight started. They did have more newsworthy stuff. When I mean, over the last ten years, ACA's really phased out their political stuff. They used to have a lot more ten years ago. Yeah, and and you know when Ray Martin went back to ACA from the ABC, I think he'd been on for a while. Um, sorry, no. Uh, when when Ray went back to a current affair, and who was the ABC journalist that went with him? Oh, yeah. Who said, "No, we're we're going to be doing proper proper work. Uh, it's not going to be you know foot in the door." Track down the baddies. Yana Bent said the same thing when she went back to ACA. Mm. Uh, Everybody who's held that position. I mean, that's when they started Today Tonight. I don't think Mike Munro has ever looked. No, Mike Munro never gave a shit. Uh, But Jill Singer said that with Today Tonight all those years ago. I mean, this has always been the way, and then they've always just reverted back to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the problem is. That's all I'm saying. I don't know where the problem is. I don't think we can blame any particular any one particular segment of the community, be it the people who run the media organisations or people, I think it's a much wider problem. These people are never going to watch The Insiders. People who watch The Insiders are never going to watch A Current Affair. They're two very, 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 very separate audiences. I said four well, no, very because, separate. Because once you, once you think, you, you can see the ludicrousness of, of TT and, and ACA and, and how shit they are. You don't think the people watching them know that they're shit? No, I don't think so. No. Well, you know, I'm, I'm interested to hear what the uh, listeners have to say about this. Send us your opinions to opinions at boxcutters.net. That's opinions at 
boxcutters.net. We'll be back in a second to talk about TV columns. Coming box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, box cutters. Sorry, I just saw it was only a two second bumper, and so thought I'd better chuck something else on. Play the two second bumper again. Okay, same one. Yep. box cutters. Coming up later on on box cutters, we'll have I don't buy it ads with Ross and Brett. Some reviews, going back to look at some published letters, and of course. The weekly quiz. Because but- I should have played this earlier. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Pepsi, 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 follows Pepsi, 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 Pepsi is putting coke into their ass. Now I can talk as much as I want. Got the sly look. Sly look. Sly look. Hello, 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 hello. this is Ricardo Montalbán. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. I'll go down on you. I'll go down on you. <laughs> yeah, again, you're not looking at the uh, running water, bread. It's fine. I don't buy it. Oh, my God. I got it. <laughs> no, it's not I don't buy it. It's new columns. No, new it's, columns. we've got to go with I don't buy it. Okay. Okay. Um, Ross, you start. With me? With me? Okay. I've got a uh, rather disturbing ad that's just come on in the last couple of days, couple of uh, maybe last sort of week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an ad for... Oh, well, I'll describe the ad and then you can tell me what it's an ad for. Um, there's a bunch of guys in an office. They're kind of standing around, uh, dorky-looking guys. And beer? No. Is it for beer? No. Is and there a prize for the first one that gets it? Uh, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> and the, uh, the, one of the three, the kind of the chunkier one, is eating a donut. Copy of paper. Okay, we're going to stop the guessing now. (laughs) Uh, The chunkier one is eating a donut and he collapses. Uh, It's quite dramatic. He lies uh, on the floor looking like he's quite possibly dead. Uh, Health insurance. His workmates don't seem too too interested. One of them empties a vase of water over his head. Um, And the guy still lies there like like he's just dying. Um, St. John's Ambulance. Okay, I'm going to tell you now. It's <laughs> Telfast uh, something, whatever they do. Telfast. Are you happy? Uh, what, like a, a phone company? No, no, no. That's, it's, it sounds like a phone company, but it's actually hay fever an, the hay fever pill. Now okay. you've ruined the whole sorry, story. Sorry, sorry. Um, so, yeah, so the boss comes down. He's, he's kind of kneeling over the, uh, over the guy who's collapsed with his donut. Choking on the donut? choking on a donut well he's lying there kind of prostate i don't know if he's still choking he looks like he's completely dead uh the boss leans down we cut to a reaction shot of the other two colleagues and there is a very loud off-camera sneeze suggesting that the boss has sneezed into the uh into the um dying person's mouth and then the tag comes up for tell fast works faster than the rest or whatever it is and then we have a shot of the proud boss kind of looking over the formerly almost deceased workmate's shoulder and uh, kind of pats him on the back. And the one who had eaten the donut and collapsed kind of looks over his shoulder like, don't touch me. What? <laughs> now, if you, I'm hoping that one of you two could have explained this to me. Well, see, I thought maybe he was allergic to donuts. You thought he was allergic to donuts? Well, but then clearly not, because no. the boss sneezes. The boss appears to sneeze in his mouth. Now, what I don't understand is... That's disgusting. It is disgusting. And surely if you take these Telfast tablets, it stops you sneezing. <laughs> so so, what so are the they... guy would have been dead. Yeah. So what are they, gonna... what are they trying to say? 
fat people should die. I, I re- <laughs> <laughs> well, that, That's just a given. It doesn't matter what ad you run. <laughs> so, yeah. So, greedy people choke on donuts. What? That's. Don't work with assholes. Uh, uh, were Telfast the ones who did all those really strange ads, you know, with the. Uh, um, the one where the guy walks up and he obviously was allergic to cats, but he's no longer allergic to cats. So he says, oh, hello, pussy, and picks it up and rubs it in his face. That was their last series of ads, I think. So they've got, they've got a bit of a history of disturbing ads. But, mm. um, but I find all of these hay fever ads disturbing. There's the Claritine one where, uh, where the, the garden gnomes steal an old man's car and run him over <laughs> with the car. That's a V ad, I believe. Is that a V ad? That's a V ad. I, think I just that's... assumed it was Claritine because it had <laughs> garden gnomes in it. Ah, right. No, I think that's a V ad. Isn't Claritine <laughs> ads the one where she gets the really... Uh, she, uh, she Her head inflates to a bulbous size and she's walking around really ashamed of well, everybody looking at it? It's another hay fever product. Right, right. But yes, yeah, so terrible animation of this woman with a giant, giant, giant head. And rather than falling yes. over because her head's too heavy, she keeps walking but feeling miserable about it. I find all of those ads quite disturbing, but that one particularly the most. Yes. So if viewers uh, have a better explanation for actually uh, what's going on in this ad, maybe they can send us an email. To, at- to I don't buy it at foxcutters.net. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have an email address for every segment of the show. Do we have like a general email address, Brett? Um, let's make one up. Okay. Let's make it up now. Yeah. Box cutters. I thought box cutters at boxcutters.net was a little bit lame. Right. We don't need that repetition. What about what about hate mail at boxcutters.net? See, all these addresses will come through. It'll be fine. It doesn't matter what you send it to at boxcutters.net. Oh, yeah. That's, boxcutters. If there are any spammers out there listening, all of those email addresses will work. Thanks, Brett. Spammers. <laughs> spammers don't actually go looking like... like Physically for email yeah, addresses, no. they have robots, and robots can't listen to podcasts. No. Not yet, they can't. No, not yet. L- we'll think up of a, a of an email name later. Brett, you had uh, something you didn't buy. Uh, yes, that's right. Um- <laughs> yes, that's right. We're doing a show. Um, something that's something that's uh, slipped into the uh, Melbourne Oyster Bar's time slot of advertising. Right. <laughs> for those who, who just after midnight, but for those before who, the infomercials, who start. don't know, the Melbourne Oyster Bar is not a strip joint. No, it's where they sell oysters. It's, it's where they sell oysters. No, well, that'd be the Blue Oyster Bar. Oh, that's that was that was Police the, uh, Academy. Yeah, that was the gay bar in Police Academy. Yeah. Blue Fire Blue Fire Chiriscuria Carving meat at your table until you say No more (laughs) (laughs) That's because I went to a a buffet with a friend of mine Who was cutting cheese at my table until I said no more (laughs) It sounds a little bit like like doing the nipple cripple And saying I'll stop it when you whistle (laughs) Say, Uncle. Whistle, whistle. <laughs> no more. <laughs> That's it. What uh, What was that meant for? What aren't you buying? Blue fire chiascuria. Chiascuro? Is it? <laughs> chiascuria. Oh. Yes, and, and, and Show me how it's the pr- pronunciation of that word in the uh, ad is also kind of 
that'll catch your attention alone, <laughs> let alone carving meat at your table. Chiascuria. No more. No more. Clearly no one's going there because they can't say the name of the restaurant. Well, they're not going to Oyster uh, Bar. You know how I feel about that. And they that. didn't get Cam Smith to do the uh, voiceover, which, they, which Melbourne Oyster Bar did. Right. You know how I feel about Much that. Much classier. Brent? I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't buy it. Ross McQueen has been reading television columns in the newspapers. I have, I have been looking at a few television columns. Now, I'm a, uh, I'm a regular Green Guide reader. I uh, have been ever since I can remember. I, I assume you guys are as well. As all three of us are, yes. Yes, we all are. Um, for the purposes of this show, though, I have been looking a little bit at uh, TV Week occasionally and The Guide, which is the Herald Sun's uh, version of The Green Guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, the main man at The Green Guide is Ross Warnicke. And as well as doing the ratings every week, uh, Ross loves a good list. Oh, and, yes, he does. And he can't pass up the opportunity to do his own version of a list. Um, so quite often his column will discuss, you know, what an outrage it is because uh, Seinfeld is voted the greatest show of all time or something similar, uh, just showing how out of touch he is with the general population, I feel. Um, but as we were discussing earlier, Channel 9 did their 50 shows just recently. And, of course, uh, Ross had to have a go himself. And so he came out and said, um, quite a benign comment, I think, but uh, in comedy, I would put Mother and Son before Kath and Kim. I enjoyed the first two series of Kath and Kim, um, but then it became too repetitive and obvious after that. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? Nothing just, at all. It's, it's, it's a little bit obvious coming from Ross. But Could I, could I just make a statement here at, at this point in box cutters, <clears throat> which uh, perhaps, perhaps I should have made revealed, earlier, revealed earlier, like in episode one. You are Ross Warnicky. I, I, <laughs> I never appreciated Kath and Kim. I, I, saw, I, I saw none of the attraction that everybody that was raving about it. And, and like it seemed to be 90% of... of Everybody in Australia was just raving about the most funny thing on TV ever. Never got it. Never no. understood. Like, I watched it because, you know, I wanted to be hip to the pop culture, but I never laughed. For, for me, Kath and Kim was all about the uh, clever writing, some wordplay, some uh, 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 malapropisms, which, you know, I find malapropisms really hilarious. Yeah. I, I find things like that hilarious. And so... Uh, I watched it for that. A lot of other people watched it just for the characters because mm. they, they found the characters so appealing because as Australians, we love laughing at ourselves rather than putting ourselves on a pedestal. And then went on to wanting to emulate them and so so started saying stuff like noise. Yes. Mm. Mm. Well, yes, I've kind of right. in between the two of you. I kind of, uh, I found some of it amusing, but uh, I don't think it deserves to still be getting the great raps or anything like that. I definitely don't think it deserves to still be made. Or be a telling movie. It's, it's really, really run its course. But yes, definitely. That's aside the point. So that was what, what, what Wanicki thought. He, he'd put Mother and Son ahead of Kath and Kim. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, which Mother is, and Son was killer. Yeah, which, is, which I think we all agree is quite reasonable. Yep. Uh, but not according to uh, Robert Figden who is the guide's equivalent of Ross Wanicki, ah. who came out this week and said... 
Quote, I noticed too that the ages Ross Warnicke in listing his top 10 said he would have had Mother and Son in his 10 and not the recent mega hit Kath and Kim. Nothing wrong with that. We all have our favourites. What was interesting... Isn't that exactly what you said, Ross? Exactly. What was interesting was that Warnicke said, and I quote, I enjoyed the first two series of Kath and Kim, then it became too obvious and repetitive after that. Nothing wrong with that either. Except that's not what he wrote back in September 2003. Previewing the first two uh, episodes of Series 2 of Kath and Kim, Warnicke said, Having seen the first two episodes, I reckon many will find it a bit disappointing. I really struggled to raise a laugh. Watching the new episodes made me think of Hey Dad, and for much of the time I cringed rather than fell about laughing. Kath and Kim has lost its pizzazz. Hey, Hey Dad was much better. Two years later, however, Roscoe, and he throws in the Roscoe there, Ah. Roscoe says he enjoyed the first two series uh, and it was all downhill after that. One can only assume the remaining episodes of series two must have bordered on sheer genius to make up for such a dud start. On the other hand, given his description of the early episodes of series two, I'd hate to think of what he would have written about series three, which he says was the biggest dud of all. But like I said, it's all about personal taste. Even if it doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm now, Darren Hinge. Isn't this... Don't you think this is a bit ridiculous? I mean, are we talking... This is pathetic. I mean, this is primary school level here. Well, he said he liked it, and now he says he doesn't like it. And I mean, that's just rubbish. Well, t- to be fair, when uh, when I'm at my Friday night dinner with uh, with my parents, and my mum, who listens to Debbie Enker speak every week on 774 in Melbourne, mm-hmm. uh, says, oh, Debbie Enker says that 24 is still really, 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 really great. And I just have a go at her saying, well, Debbie Anker just needs to learn to say that a show isn't good anymore. I mean, that's a, that, that's a, a big part of it. I think uh, as, as television critics, a lot of us go, oh, we love a show so much when it starts. And then when it turns shit, we're a bit scared to say so. Yeah, and, and, and but also too, Ross Warnicke's comment was a general comment. He wasn't specifically saying, "Well, you know, you know, uh, I liked the first two. You know, he was back in two thousand and three. He was making a specific, but this time he was just making a general kind of comment about look, the fact that he liked at how it ran exactly that he liked Mother and Son better. Um, and we were talking about how Channel Ten had a had an inferiority complex. I uh, I suspect that maybe Robert Figdon's got a bit of an inferiority <laughs> complex over there. Well, even though he'd be on stupid money at the Herald Sun, he's still running he for would. the Herald Sun. He would, and I think he's the, he thinks he should be, you know, uh, taking over from... Um, whose shifts does Ross Warnicke take over from? Uh, Neil Mitchell's on the radio. I think Robert Figdon thinks that should be his role. Really? Warnicke um, does a dub? Yeah, when, okay. well, he's a guest um, for Neil Mitchell, and then he takes over when Neil Mitchell's away. Um, but with Robert Figsden, we're talking about a guy who, uh, in last week's column, uh, just absolutely belted the grand final breakfast for his entire column. Um, and I mean, look, I'm... Belted I'd, it in a bad way? Yeah, or, yeah. Yep. Just was saying how shit the whole thing was. And, and that's never been good television. No, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I, I, I quite agree that it probably was terrible. I didn't see it, but... Uh, given that it ran from 8am to 10am, I'm guessing it probably wasn't the most important uh, two hours of television to go to air that week, uh, especially but, given but that... the thing is, Video Hits hasn't started, so he can't flick over. Or maybe it was taking time out of Video Hits. Well, I was just going to say, especially yeah. that he didn't actually no. uh, bother to mention the grand final at all. <laughs> so he's mentioned two hours of, oh yeah, well, I thought the grand final breakfast was shit, and then, yeah, failed to mention the grand final at all. That's... Oh. 
See, I've never heard of Robert Fichten. Maybe that's what his problem is. <laughs> Most people haven't heard of him, but everyone's heard of Ross Warnicke. Yeah, that's that's probably true. But when we're talking about reviewers at the age, um, I don't know what you guys think. I quite like uh, I quite like Jim Shembury. I think he's he's always got interesting opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he, I think he just runs hog wild there. He just does whatever he likes. You know? I, I enjoy his writing away from the film reviews because yep. traditionally he's been a film reviewer, and yep. and you know you can you can like or loathe uh, film reviewers and depending on your taste, but his, his writing away from the films is actually quite entertaining. Yeah. And I, you know what? I very rarely agree with Jim and, and what he says. And I know him, I've you know, met him quite a few times. Yep. And uh, we always get along really, 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 really well. There was only ever one film that we agreed on, and that film was Gothica. Dude. <laughs> uh, and you both loved it, right? Uh, oh, oh, it was it was fantastic. It was fa- Jim actually was leaving the cinema, going, "She should give back her Oscar." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, interestingly, in last week's Screen Guide, Shembury actually had a bit of go of a favourite of ours. He had a go at Arrested Development, really, saying that it was it was okay, but not that funny. And then uh, he quite bravely had a big boot into uh, Last Man Standing, which I kind of uh, tended to gr- to agree with. And he was just saying, you know, all these people are writing letters and whatever, saying, why is it getting canned? And maybe it's getting canned because it's not that good. Mm. Well, and I'm inclined to agree. It's, it, it, it is very, you know, a, a very fair point. Yeah. That, you know, maybe people aren't watching it because only you people writing the letters think that it's good. Yep. There is always, always that option. While we're talking about Arrested Development, or while we've mentioned Arrested Development, uh, episode three of season three went to air this week and it uh, marked Scott Bayo's debut in the season. Chachi. Yes. Uh, who, uh, Charles in charge. Charles in charge, yes. <laughs> you know, Gwendolyn and, Pierce. Oh, Gwendolyn Pierce. There are some, <laughs> some Gwendolyn Pierce. <laughs> Willie and, Ames. Uh, and, you know, while I'm ranting about weird trivia, the girl who played Gwendolyn Pierce mm. was the girl who played Cindy in A Very Brady Christmas. There you go. That doesn't really. It, it would have been more impressive if it was if it was the original Cindy. <laughs> I, I never understood why these guys had the hots for her when she clearly had a very blonde mustache going on. Maybe they like a blonde mustache. And then maybe Willie Ames can't be a chooser. Was was that was Charles in Charge Meg Ryan's? Debut? Yes, it was. And, uh, yeah, and she was gorgeous then. Yeah, yeah, she was fantastic. Hot then. as. And what a great character! Such a great character. They had her back. But yes, I, I remember that very clearly. Oh, Charles in charge. What does uh, what character does Scott Bayo play in Arrested Development? How is he, how is he uh, linked to the Bluth clan? Well, he's the Fonz's uh, nephew. <laughs> Similarly, Henry Winkler uh, was their lawyer. Yes, and Henry Winkler now has his own television series and has left Arrested Development to go and do that. What's that? You know, I don't know. It hasn't started, or if it has started, I haven't. Caught on to it. I'll find out though. Because I saw him playing a baddie character in in one of those shows. That medical uh, kind of morgue thing going on. Oh, maybe in the uh, Crossing Jordan in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> no, not in Las Vegas. It was it was a few months ago. Right. Well, no, that's that's not it. This is a, a mm-hmm. new show starting this full season, and so Henry Winkler can't be in Arrested Development. So they have replaced him with Scott Bayo as a new lawyer, who uh, as Bob Oblaw. Blah blah blah, <laughs> as they say, in the show, and uh, and he's there. Uh, is apparently a much better lawyer. Plus, he skews younger, mm-hmm. <laughs> which 
which is, I think, a, a great gag. So. I reckon they could have just swapped them and not mentioned anything. <laughs> that would have been funny. A la the Darrens on Bewitched. A la, yes. They, they already did that on Roseanne with the Beckys. Mm-hmm. Or in Home and Away, they swapped um, whatever, Mrs. Lucy. Mrs. Hewitt. Pippa. Uh, Beck, Beck Cartwright. They swapped, her, they swapped her character over. And there's outrage because if there's one thing Home and Away does well, it's a good death. So why the hell didn't they kill her off? Pippa yeah. swapped on Home and, and Away. Yeah, they swapped mm. Pippa's. They um, didn't swap and was it Lucy yeah, on I mean, nobody had that yes. much... Uh, like three times? Yes. Nobody had that much hatred for Pippa. I mean, lots of people would like to see Beck Cartwright get it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's TV columns. Is she pregnant in there? Um, I don't know. Because, you know, she's going to start showing soon. Yep. Oh, well, she's been replaced. No, she's been replaced. Okay. Yep. And so the new, the one who's replaced her has been on air for quite a while. A couple of months at least. Oh. She's been replaced by a robot. <laughs> who's a slightly better actor. <laughs> oh. oh, I like it. Box cutters. It wasn't intentional. There's that's too much gap there. Too much gap. Oh, was that two separate bits? I don't mm. know. Sorry, it's all my fault. Kill Reality aired this week on E, the entertainment channel on Foxtel. Have what? either of you guys heard of this show? Nope, nope. It's a show that went to air uh, over the summer in uh, in the US. And go on. I thought I thought E was just about celebrity reporting. Well, it it is mostly. Mm-hmm. And it's also about not being able to tell the ads apart from the actual show. Mm-hmm. The ads on E will go for like five, six minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and is be... it Lisa Gibbons that shouts at the camera? Oh, it's someone shouting at the camera. Oh. It's, it's it's ridiculous. So it's a whole network, just basically entertainment tonight, just stretched out to a whole network. Yes. Right. But they also have the E! True Hollywood story, which is great, because you can see the true Hollywood story of the Olsen twins in there. Which Lots is of like photographs. the TV equivalent of the Inquirer? Uh, no, no. This is a this is a backstory, uh, a history thing where they interview people who are close to to the actual people and show old interviews. Does it get sappy and they put strings over it? And they do, and they they have a lot of uh, close ups close ups onto photos and things like that. Anyway, I'm, so that's I'm disturbed that you'd be watching anything with the Olsen twins. Uh, so, so you flick. That's what cable's all about. Ah, Flicking. Right. You go. Ooh, Olsen twins. True Hollywood story. And you go and see if there's any scandal. And of course there is. And uh, and you go. Ooh, I didn't know scandal. That. Oh, with the, with the dietary problems and ah, stuff. Yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about a show called Kill Reality, which uh, the first episode aired. Only eight episodes aired in the US, despite the length of the. Uh, intended season being, I think, 13, because mm-hmm. it just went too far. This is a series <laughs> where they take... Was Doug Mulray <laughs> running it? <laughs> close. <laughs> Very close. They they take a... They, they had a casting call for reality television stars who wanted to audition for this film. The film is called The Scorned, and they had lots of reality television stars... Ex-reality. Ex-reality television stars. So uh, people from the real world, from Amazing Race. Uh, Jonathan was there from, from The Amazing Race. I don't know if you, you remember Bluehead Jonathan. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Boston Rob go, go for another one? Boston Rob did not go for another one. No? Uh, but the people, who, the people who made it onto the show and, uh, and are actually part of the film, The Scorned, are uh, Trishel Cantella from Real World, Rob C. from Survivor. Yep. Uh Tonya Cooley from Real World. John Dalton, also known as Johnny Fairplay. 
Oh, really? Fantastic. From Survivor. And he's just outrageous, clearly. Star of the show. Uh, Tony Ferrari, who was in two shows, called, one called Love Cruise and the other one called Paradise Hotel. Both of them, I don't think, aired here. Paradise Hotel did. Did it? Yep. Tony Ferrari is this woman who thinks she's an actor. She really wants to be an actor. She auditions and auditions and auditions and now thinks that the reason that she doesn't get these auditions is because she's been on reality television. Mm -hmm. So she auditions for The Scorned, doesn't make the cut, but the guys feel really, really, really sorry for her. And the, the film is written by Rob C., so it's written by Rob C. It's directed by this guy called, uh, oh, what is his name? Robert Kubulos, who uh, I had a look at his uh, at the last few films that he's made mm-hmm. and uh, included in there are Girls Gone Wild, Spring Break, Anything Goes, nice. <laughs> Playboy Biker Babes, Hot Wheels and High Heels, and uh, The Night Calls Movie. The Playboy's, Night Calls. Yeah, which is a, the Playboy, Night Calls. a Playboy series. And uh, Playboy Cheerleaders. So, that's the director of The Scorned. Mm-hmm. Written by Rob C. Uh, Rob C. writes a part in especially for Tony Ferrari. This, this happens in the first episode. And rather than being grateful, she kind of goes, Well, it's only nine lines. It's only nine lines. They do the read-through. She's not happy with it. She goes home rewrites it, writes herself into more of the... And then comes back, and then during rehearsal, having already written herself into more of the script, ad-libs continuously. And she's terrible. Just a terrible, terrible actor. Uh, Jenna Lewis is also in it, and so is Jenna M, both from Survivor. And uh, someone from The Bachelor... Stacey J, I don't know if you remember Stacey J from The Apprentice. She was the one who everyone thought was crazy because she oh, played yep, with a yep. magic eight ball. She yep. was a little bit nutter. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Ethan from Survivor as well. So they're all in this movie. Oh, sorry. And also uh, uh, Riken from Chip and Riken in oh, The Amazing fantastic. Race. Yep, yep. As we know, Chip and Riken broke up after oh, The Amazing Race finished. And now Riken on his own wants to be an actor. Uh, is a little bit, you know, for the gayest guy in the, in the a little bit too straight for everybody else. <laughs> it is, it's just debaucherous. They all live in the same house while they're shooting this film, and they drink and they have sex and take drugs, and it is just completely outrageous. Lasted eight episodes and ended when Johnny Fairplay did something that he shouldn't have, and uh, I'll deal with that in about eight weeks when that airs in Australia. So, that, oh. so they are actually showing it here? Yes, yes, they're showing it on the E-Network, on cable. Oh, okay, even though it only went to eight episodes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I got it, it is one of the most outrageous things I've ever seen. Well, I, I know that... Uh, it's Jeff, not good television. Jeff Probst has, uh, has banned him from any more Survivor things because he did something similar, but I'm not entirely sure what that was. Johnny Fairplay? Yeah. Well, I'll, you know, I'll tell you off air. Well, I don't want to spoil it for the uh, right. for, for, for the listeners. Well, for us free-to-air bunnies, uh, we'll have to get some tapes yeah. as they come through. Yeah, well, uh, I've got to remember not to tape over it. Mm. Uh, the Apprentice also went to air uh, in Australia for uh, the first time this season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. You it's the like same. It? It's like the it? same. It's the same, yeah. Yeah. 
It's it is. There's nothing exciting. There are people you hate. You know what I hate about The Apprentice is that somebody's there clearly trying to be very good at what they do. And sure, they're not great. There's this one guy in uh, in this season who just talks a little bit too much on the phone. Mm-hmm. And the Donald doesn't like that very much. He's like, well, you know, I don't have a lot of time. Well, like he's on the phone in the conference room or something. Yes. Really? And yeah. he, um, oh, my God. <laughs> and he, they play bumbling music underneath it. And it's the bumbling music like the, that I don't like. This is the guy who came out and said in his opening to camera piece, oh, me and the Donald have got a lot in common and we're going to be business partners in a very short term. Yes. Which is well, funny. You know, everyone says stuff like that. But they... The, and then the, when he gets bumped, he'll be in the, in the, in the cab saying... The Donald's going to regret, regret this. He is, he is. He's, I, he's passed up on the most the most talented person he's ever met. I think he's actually going to do the old try and slip the card across. You know, you're fired. Oh, just take my card. Take my card. <laughs> oh, see, now that that would be leading up to some great television. I yes. would love that. Yes. I would love that. that. That would be almost as good as Amorosa storming back into... Uh, I mean, I, I have problems with uh, generally with The Apprentice in a lot of ways, but um, I thought this was a pretty good first show, I have to say. Uh, you've always got the people who come out playing too hard. I thought the woman who got voted off, Melissa, I think she was, she just came out too fast, too strong. Tried what to do you mean she came thing. out too fast, too strong? <laughs> she was there. It was everybody else. I mean, sure, they said she was negative, but nobody said that she wasn't working hard. She was working very hard. I mean, sure, she's negative. Basically, she just doesn't get along with women. It's hard. It's hard to get along with women. They find her offensive. Mm-hmm. Maybe they find her offensive because she's an idiot. <laughs> <sighs> and also last night, because uh, we're taping this on Thursday, as uh, as we've mentioned a number of times, uh, the first episode of The B-Team the B went to team. air on uh, on Channel 10 mm-hmm. with Merrick and Rosso. How was it? Half-baked. Really? Yeah, undercooked. So just like the last series they did on Channel 9. Except this one is this one is all about characters that they do. Oh my god! Including Russell Crowe, they did get a little bit. Yeah, including Russell Crowe, which was just shit. They did get a little bit of that on uh, the what, unplanned. Was it called? Um, I can't remember. Unfunny <laughs> uh, with with like their their Scandinavian characters and stuff. It was so freaking painful. Well, I, here's here's it's the, not funny. Here's the thing: Merrick is funny, and Rosso isn't. Like Merrick is just a funny person, and. He can do these characters. And which one's which? Quite well. Merrick's the one with the uh, with the dark hair, and Ross the one with the beard. And uh, Merrick does this weightlifting character, which is a really good character. Needs a bit more writing, but is a really good character. Uh, I think that you know they're a little bit old for their uh, f- for their stunts and for all their hidden camera stunts. I mean, they were great when uh, they were just doing hidden camera stunts that would just be shown at the Prince Pat. And uh, which is a, a pub in Melbourne, uh, and they back at the cheese shop. Back at the cheese shop when uh, when cheese shop did uh, did live shows at the Prince Pat, mm-hmm. American Rosso would show some of their videos there, and that stuff was great. They're well past it now, though. They're too famous to do those stunts, and it, it's just silly characters now. So is Rosso shaved? That uh, freaking beard last season. Rosso has shaved and grown it back, and now it's kind of like a stubbly beard. I'm um, I'm surprised. I thought there would have been more outrage from you, given that uh, it went considerably less time than it was meant to go, and as a result, the Shield went to air a good five or ten minutes early. It actually started ten minutes early. Oh, the whole thing started. The whole early, thing started ten minutes early. It was scheduled to go. Sorry, it went to air at nine forty. 
Oh, wait, that's when it was scheduled to go to air. Yeah. And so what, didn't it finish at 10.10? I don't know, because I just watched straight it, it, through the it was, it was meant to finish at 25 past 10, and um, I had to tape The Shield for my wife, and uh, I was watching uh, Simpsons on tape, and turned over at, I think, <sighs> 20 past 10, and Shield was already on. <gasps> Uh-oh. Right, well, I can, uh, I can feel your wonderful wife in on uh, everything that happened in the first five minutes of The Shield. That's not a problem at all. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I watched it straight through, especially for that very reason. And those are reviews. Uh, we'll uh, go quickly to publish letters. Okay, I've got a letter here from um, from TV Week, and mind you, this is is this still around. It is still around. And I um, thought you weren't buying it anymore. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't for the purpose of the show. Uh, actually, they had a uh, they had a Simpsons thing on the front, so I had to get it for that. Right. Did you get a poster? Uh, no, no, but I did get a whole booklet full of information that I already knew, so that was pretty <laughs> exciting. Fantastic. Um, now, mind you, once again, this is the uh, star letter, as they call it, which I'm mm-hmm. presuming is their letter the one they of the actually week. give a prize of Three DVDs. Cash, Three DVDs, uh, and what quality titles they are too. Ice Age, The Simple Life, Road Trip. And Alien vs. Predator. Is that number two of The Simple Life? Because uh, they're yeah, showing yeah. number three at the moment. Yeah, yeah in turns, yeah. Uh, and uh, the letter's entitled, Rest in Peace. Uh, I can't understand why TV soaps continually bring back people from the dead. Having lost my mother almost two years ago, I find it hard to watch. I know these shows need ratings, but can't they find other ways to do this? I love watching all the Aussie as well as the American soaps, but these storylines are making me switch over to other shows without these elements, such as Law and Order SVU. <laughs> what what drama characters are coming back from the dead? On soaps. On soaps. On soaps, they come back from the dead all the and, time. Um, do they? Well, I've got a picture here of um, Bold and the Beautiful's Taylor, who... Uh, who has just uh, returned from the dead for a second time, I believe. How do they work that? How do they justify I, I, I don't know. Again, my wife watches, but I, I came in the other night to the fabulous line of, just because you've come back from the dead again to ruin my life. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> Television does not reflect reality. <laughs> but it, That reminds me of a letter in the Green Guard. I, I think it was the Green Guard um, about Little Oberon and uh, and and being upset because uh, this, her, this writer actually had cancer and said tumors don't don't disappear like uh, that. Besides, her eyebrows were too thick. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was something we forgot to mention in the news. Let's go back to the the news. Uh, Channel 9 are looking at doing a 13-part episode of Little Oberon, but rumours have it that they're unsure about the magical elements, and uh, and so that's a little bit iffy. They're a little bit head-shy after the failure, dismal failure of the Alice. Of the Alice, which none of us knew had magical elements in it. Forward. Uh, that's a great letter, Ross. Hmm, I Excellent so. letter. Uh, quickly, onto the quiz. The quiz... Box cutters. That was different. Last <laughs> week's <laughs> last week's uh, quiz questions were uh, Ross. Your question was which television shows, two television shows, yep. have had more episodes yep. than The Simpsons. These than were specifically sitcoms. Uh, sitcoms. Sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And uh, these two questions were apparently too hard for our box cutters listeners. We mm. didn't have a single correct answer. Mm. So uh, not even entries, did we? Uh, we had one entry. Chad came in today, <laughs> and uh, and no, c- completely wrong. So uh, my question was, who does the voice of groundskeeper Willie? 
on The Simpsons. They were both Simpsons-related questions. Ross, your answer was? My answer was uh, the two shows are The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, ah. which is the top, and My Three Sons. Did, did. Nice mm. one. Mm. And my answer? Why haven't we seen My Three Sons on Australian TV since we like have. the 70s? No, we saw, we saw it in the 90s. Did we? Yeah, we saw it in the 90s. It aired... Like afternoon? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Either afternoon or the 11 o'clock mm-hmm. old okay. session. Uh, and Friends. the answer to the second question was Dan Castellaneta. Ah, okay. Dan Castellaneta. So are we doing another quiz this week? Because uh, I, I think we might need to make the questions a little bit easier. Yeah, let's make them a little bit easier. Okay, what, just just, just as, a, as commentary, I'm, I'm kind of digging how we're asking the questions for the quiz in the podcast, but then not reflecting that on the blog. So people actually have to listen all the way through to the end of the podcast <laughs> to get the questions. Yeah, I only... To get yeah. prizes. <laughs> I only put That's the, really good. I only mm. put the questions onto the uh, onto the blog today mm-hmm. with uh, four hours to go <laughs> to answer because I was praying for, for, a an correct, <laughs> for a correct entry. That's and, right. Uh, and no. Well, I, I have uh, the first question for this week. Yep. What time is the 7.30 report on? <laughs> <laughs> so that's question number one is what time is the 7.30 report on? Yep. Brett, do you have a question for the Box Cutters quiz? My question is, how long does 60 minutes run for? <laughs> and my question is, on what day does Sunday air? Oh, and another one. When do they tape Saturday Night Live? <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have the Foxtel. You can't tape Saturday Night Live. You can't do it. Sorry, that, that was a Dave reference. So, When the- do they tape that show, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> So the three questions are: When does the seven thirty report air? What time? What time? Sorry, what time does the seven thirty report air? Uh, Brett, your question was: How long does sixty minutes run for per and, episode? And my question is: What day does Sunday air? You can email those questions to Gimme Some at boxcutters.net. Oh, that's nice. Gimme Some is that G I double M E? Yep. S O M E. Yep. All one word. Fabulous prizes to be had. Fabulous. You can uh, you can win yourself a box cutters t shirt when we get a winner to the box cutters logo entry. And we've had lots of entries for that. We have had quite a few entries for that. Keep sending your entries in. We really, really, really want a box cutters logo. Anything that you think is appropriate, will think is appropriate. Sure, German Scheisen films. Why the <laughs> hell not? Just send it in. <laughs> Give me some at boxcutters.net and uh, I think that's the show for today it is uh, for episode 5 episode 5 Ross um, do you want to say goodbye uh, remember I've got the closer bye everybody we'll see you again next week same bat time same bat channel and hey let's be careful out there Box Cutters.